welcome. Hello, fellow junkers. My name is Nancy Cowles. I am a proud vintage shop owner in Phoenix, Arizona. I have about a 5,000 square foot store. What we like to say is filled with one of a kinds and hard to find. I love when people come into the shop and they see all this fabulous stuff in the shop and they say, oh my gosh, where did you get it all? And I say, it doesn't just appear. And that's the name of this podcast. It doesn't just appear. Today, I am sitting here with a friend of mine. Her name is Angie. Angie is from Rusty Saturday. How are you, Angie? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thank you for being here, getting up early and hanging out with us. Of course, of course. The last few podcasts that we've had, we've had some problems with you guys hearing us. We're not really exactly sure what that is. We've been working with Apple and trying to figure it out. So today, Angie and I are doing things a little bit different. So hopefully um, with this new mic system that we have that you guys can hear us fine. Angie and I have known each other for probably over over 10 years. I think like 17. Has it been that long? Well, it depends Oh, you think when, about when did you buy everything goes? I purchased it almost 10 years ago. And then I was a vendor here for about five years before that. So you might be right. Yeah. And usually we try to figure out like with our kids, like how old our kids were. Because I remember you were dropping your kids off at two different schools every morning driving around. Yes. Well, when I moved into Everything Goes before you owned it, Trenton, I think, was two, and he's my youngest, who is almost 18. Time flies, doesn't it? It does. Oh, my gosh. Rusty Saturday is just not Angie's business. It's also Rob and Jenna's. I'm going to let her talk a little bit about Rusty Saturday. So when you started and all that. We started, I guess, basically as a hobby, which I think a lot of people do. And we like to go to yard sales. That was kind of our Saturday morning getaway. Sometimes throw all the kids in the car. Sometimes sometimes go by yourself and we could go to yard sales and find great stuff for our house and then we thought you know we could paint this dresser and make some money on it right so we found a little shop to go in which happened to be everything goes that was about 17 years ago and we got a little space and we started selling stuff and we had so much fun and that was just our little hobby for about 10 years and then we started just doing better and better and it we were really making money at it and we thought you know what we're gonna try and do a show we had no idea what that entailed but the good thing is you have to tell everybody rob is very handy in building yes and you and jenna have a good eye for going out and finding things so together all three of you were able to find great things and then rob could build what is it called at the shows and you set up your whole area oh build displays yes yes Mm -hmm. but he builds table he's built tons of things yes I mean it kind of worked out that all three of you were able to work together and really make this move forward that's correct so you guys started doing thinking okay we're gonna do a show we did and (laughs) it happened to be the very first big heat in Cave Creek okay and we didn't know anybody else who did this besides just a couple of the people at everything goes and we're like oh well we'll apply for this show it's no big deal and we got accepted, so we were very excited. We loaded up all of our stuff and went to this show. It was, I think, three days at the time. And for people that live um, out of town, Cave Creek is about 25, 30 minutes from here. Right. So it's not like in another state. No. Okay, so you're like, okay, we're going to go up to Cave Creek and we're going to do this show. Right. So we set up our booth, which we had never done before. Everything was brand new. On the first day, we sold almost everything we brought. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And we were like, oh, my gosh, we know what we're doing. Kind of, except we ran out of stuff. Did you guys have a name? Were you Rusty Saradin or what did you guys go by? I think we just maybe that week or within a couple weeks before then had thought about giving ourselves a name and really trying to move forward as a business. Okay. So before that, we were just 
the people who had a space and everything goes. <laughs> Did you remember what your um, initials or your numbers were at Everything Goes? Ang A N G. <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Rusty Saturday because you go out Saturday mornings. Is that how you got the name? Kind of. Well, I just liked the. I wanted it to mean something to us, but a name that could do anything for us. So if we kind of moved away from this field and say we decided to do photography or some other type of business, we could still be Rusty Saturday and morph that in to something else. That makes sense. So in my phone, when I go to call you, it always says Angie Rusty. That's what, it's, that's what your name is under in my phone. Isn't that funny? That's funny. You're, <laughs> you're Nancy, everything goes in my phone. <laughs> So you went ahead, you did that show, and you were successful. And you were like, OMG, now we got to start doing more shows. Right. Well, we thought, we've got to start doing more shows. And we had made, you know, a little chunk of money at that show. And we said, this is where we make our decision. We have this chunk of money. We can go find a store. Okay. So we thought, we're going to open a store. We'll give it a try. See how it goes. So they opened up a store not far from our shop. You guys had that shop, but you were now picking up more and more shows. You were out on the road. Yes. So how many shows do you do a year? It really depends. When we had the store, we were doing, you know, definitely all of the junk in the trunks that came along. So that could be two shows or as they started expanding, we traveled with them to do three or four shows a year. Out of state. Out of state. And then we you know, went to Texas a couple times for Texas Antiques Week and just started picking up maybe a couple other California shows. So it was close. Okay. So now you're running a store, making stuff at home, painting at home and doing shows on the road. Yes. And have three boys. Yes. It was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot. And so we'll fast forward a little bit. All of the shows you were successful at. You have a good following and you're wearing a shirt today that's so cute. It says, stay humble, be kind, buy junk. And then it says, Rusty Saturday. So you expanded a little bit into some more merchandise besides finding, you know, one of the kinds and hard to find. You're also now making some shirts, some sweatshirts. I'm looking over here in your booth right now. You have these really cute tribal shirts. Tell us a little bit about how that started. So we decided we wanted to do like store t-shirts, but we wanted them to really appeal to everybody. So we had found our little community of people who we were traveling with and doing shows. And we started saying that that was our tribe. Right about that time, the phrase find your tribe love them hard was just beginning to become popular and we're like we just love that and it kind of just says everything we do and so we threw a logo with it and put the phrase on a t-shirt and they've been very popular and we have um, people that come in just for those t-shirts they love them and they walk straight to your booth they pull up a t-shirt they always ask if they could take the hanger and I always say no <laughs> Everybody loves the t-shirts and you also have some stickers now. We do. We have the tribe stickers with an Indian logo and then we have just the words find your tribe, love them hard. And we have the stay humble, be kind, buy junk Very as a cute. sticker also. Very cute. So if people want to find you out and about, you have Instagram and a Facebook and um, all of that. So we'll talk about that a little bit later where people can find you besides just at everything goes because you just recently came back to everything goes but we are so happy that you're back in you guys aren't only junkers you also do a lot of other fun things like the t-shirts i'm looking at some cute tea towels right now and you do a lot of mixed media 
We do. We like to find original vintage mixed media. So you can go to Hobby Lobby or Michaels and you can buy all kinds of little mixed media gadgets. But a lot of those are reproductions off of original vintage items. Correct. Like bingo numbers or bingo cards or... Scrabble pieces. Scrabble pieces or even little metal trinkets. So we like to find all of those original vintage mixed media items and have those for sale. And you guys package them really cute. You might take an old deck of cards and put in a little plastic bag with a cute little metal watch face. Mm-hmm. And then you you present it that way, and I think that makes people stop and say, "Oh my gosh, look how neat this is!" And so you guys are doing really well at our shop again. We are, and we're super excited to be here. It's been fun to put together a booth and only have to worry about you know a hundred little square feet, right? Instead it, of a whole booth and a truck load, three trailers and uh, three boys. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> three big boys. And the big boys do help you now. They do. When they're not too busy, you know, they're definitely an extra muscle in the operation. So, Angie, what do you think makes Rusty Saturday successful? I think that the three of us being a great team and everybody having their individual talents definitely helps. I mean, it's really hard to do this business when you're just one person. So we each have our own thing that we do the best so Jenna might be running the website or doing the paperwork and I might be you know hitting a couple of estate sales that week rearranging our merchandise in the booth and then Rob can build things and fix things you know and we can all kind of do each other's jobs too so it just whenever somebody is overwhelmed you can pitch in and help that person and it just is a well-oiled machine. Another question I have is When you're out and about looking for stuff, because you guys just don't look for stuff in Arizona, you also travel. And I'm sure when you do a show in Texas, you might, you know, get there a couple days early and go out junking. Absolutely. So where do you think the best finds you find are? In another state? Absolutely. You know, it's funny because everyone from California comes here looking for stuff. And we go to California and people from Texas come here. And I always think Arizona out of all of the states, is the newest state, right? Yes, and that makes a big difference. I and think so, too. It's the not just the newest state, the last state. Right. So people didn't have those great antiques when they came here. They were already, you know, settled in, on the East Coast or really anywhere but here because from the East Coast, they jumped over to California. So there's a lot of antiques in California. Right. But then those people now are filtering back to Arizona. But a lot of times the antiques get lost in the travels. I say... I say the same thing because I love Hooser cabinets, and you know my favorite is the possum cabinet that you recently had here and sold. I love those, but we don't really get a lot of those, so you must have picked those up in the Midwest somewhere. Uh, We haven't ventured to the Midwest, so I can't quite remember where that one came from, but it could have been Texas right? because a lot of people traveled down from the Midwest to sell their antiques in Texas when we go there to buy, so that's a possibility. And then sometimes you get a random Craigslist find in Phoenix, and it's a great piece of furniture that you could find anywhere. That's true. So why don't you tell us a funny story, any story that comes off the top of your head of maybe something that you put in your truck and it fell off of your truck and you told Rob three times not to tie it in like that or to tie it in. Um, Do you have any stories that stick out that you go, oh my gosh, I remember these days? Or even when you're setting up back then, 
when you started doing shows compared to now? Because I know when you guys do Junk in the Trunk, you get that booth set up pretty doggone quick. We do. We're pretty good at it. I mean, in the beginning, it might have taken us the full setup time, but now we're down to where, you know, we can get the majority of it done in one day. Right. Which is impressive to most other vendors because they don't see things going together that quickly but we always plan ahead we know exactly what we're bringing we've drawn a map to where all of our big pieces go and since we do this so much we know where to fill in all of the little things right and since we already know all of those things it goes together pretty quick so off the top of your head can you think of a story i can just because (laughs) you said something that fell off the truck and i have two of those okay so one would actually be at one of those years when we were at Everything Goes. And we just lived down the street, so it's not a far drive. And we had bought our first ever bulk buy, which was a set, or not a set, many sets of lockers when a store was closing. Okay. So we bought all of these lockers, I think 10 sets of lockers. And we thought, these are going to be so great, we're going to sell them at Everything Goes. And we'd never bought a bulk buy. We'd never sold really big stuff other than furniture. So we bring a couple sets of lockers down, and they sell great. Everything is good. Well, we get down to our last set of lockers. So all the lockers are selling. We've got the last set. Rob puts them in the trailer. I, I'm sure they were laying down because lockers are tall. Right. Well, something happened, and he pulled out on Cave Creek Road, and the lockers went flipping out. And <laughs> he hadn't wanted to take those, I think, at that particular day. When the lockers flipped out, he threw them back in the trailer and came back home with half-smashed lockers. Oh, and, my goodness. And those sat on the side of our house for months because he's like, I'm not fixing the lockers. <laughs> We made enough money off all the other ones. Oh, yes. So we laughed and laughed and laughed about those lockers. Are they on the side of your house still? (laughs) They're not. I think they eventually got fixed and sold or fixed and put in the house. Okay. I was going to say, sometimes there are some things that still are on the side of our house. We don't want to admit to it, but there are certain things. Oh, that happens a lot. (laughs) Well, thank goodness nobody got hurt, right? No, nobody got hurt. It was was very lucky because it is busy Cave Creek Road, but the lockers went out. They got put back in and he got back home safe. And he was done. He said, I'm not going there anymore. I'm done. Oh, yeah. He was done for the day. Done for the day. Now, when you guys travel, you have a truck and a trailer and you guys are pretty good at loading that up. Do you have to take another vehicle or do you take to the big truck? We just take one truck and one trailer. And one trailer. Mm -hmm. Do you ever lose anything on the way out to Um, a show? We have in the past, but now we have just the one truck and a big enclosed trailer, so everything goes in the trailer. We used to have an open trailer with sides. One time we lost a bunch of little metal pumpkins flying out of the top of the trailer, and our friend was behind us saying, there's some pine cones flying out of your trailer. What's going on? They weren't (laughs) pine cones. They were little metal pumpkins. That is so funny. That is funny. We've all lost things out of the back of our truck. And we do tie things down, but sometimes things just um, elevate and fly out. They do. And thank God nobody, knock on wood, has ever gotten hurt. But I do see a lot of furniture on the side of the road. (laughs) Yeah, you do. You're like, oh, I wonder who lost that. And I want... It looked good before it got smashed. Right, that's right. Or should I pull over and grab that and throw that in the back of my truck? Exactly. Can I use those drawers for something? See, that's that's what junkers do. We're junkers. We are. Oh, my goodness. Well, Christmas is right around the corner. And your booth looks fabulous. It's filled with a lot of Christmas joy. One thing I know that you guys are really known for are your Christmas trucks. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit about the trucks? You don't have to tell us where you find your trucks because we don't give away all of our secrets. 
but you do have some really cool old trucks in there and then you take some of the old bottle brush trees and not everything has to be vintage you could take old and mix it with new and still make it look fabulous right you can tell us a little bit about if you would about the trucks so the truck started gosh i think maybe five or six years ago we had gotten one a uh, really big truck and like a tonka truck or was it a metal truck was it a plastic truck it was like a metal old Tonka truck or a okay. Buddy L. That particular first one was a military truck with a long bed. And so I took my little sticker machine and I made a stencil that said fresh trees and I painted it on the side. And then I took new bottle brush trees because it's way too hard to find that many old ones. And I filled the bed of the truck. I glittered all the trees. I filled the bed of the truck and the first Christmas tree truck was born. And that was about five years ago? Yeah. It maybe even six or seven years ago. So you saw this and you're like, oh my gosh, these are selling. I'm going to start looking for more trucks. So nobody could find Tonka trucks anymore in the state of Arizona because Rusty Saturday has grabbed every Tonka truck <laughs> from every sale, every Craigslist, every offer up. We cannot find any more trucks. Well, I actually rarely buy them in Arizona because nobody has great junk in Arizona, in my opinion. I know. Well, yeah. So we find them. I mean, it's no secret. We find them at flea markets and estate sales in California and in Texas. We buy a lot. You know, some we have a couple of collectors that we buy from. And the thing is, is people think that we find them for pennies. Right. Well, that's not true. They're actually expensive vintage toy trucks. When you're willing to pay the money for the real vintage toy, that's when it opens up your eyes to actually find them. Right. Because then you're not just looking for a $10 truck here or there. You might be looking for a 50 or a 60 or even an 80 or a $100 mm -hmm. truck. And the trucks are amazing. Some of these from the 1940s? Yeah, 50s, 60s, 40s. Right. And we're going to go ahead and throw some pictures up on the website so you guys could see how cool they are. I had a gentleman in the other day, and he wanted to know, do you guys have any old Tonka trucks? And I'm like, well, I'll show you some trucks. And he's like, well, okay. So we walked down, and his eyes just lit up. He was probably here for 40 minutes. He went back and forth looking at all the different trucks, and he comes up with two trucks from yours, your booth, with the Christmas trees in it. And then he found another um, old Tonka in another booth, and I looked at him and I said, are these Christmas gifts? And he goes, they're Christmas gifts for me. <laughs> perfect, perfect. We get a lot of, um, we sell to men and women, obviously, but a lot of times it really appeals to those men who grew up with those trucks in the 50s and they're like, this is what I played with or this was my first truck or right. this, I remember my grandpa buying me this truck and then they'll buy it and they love that they can use it for their Christmas decor and have that memory every year of seeing it again. Absolutely. And the Volkswagen you have right now, you have a little Volkswagen um, toy car, metal, and on the top it has a little Christmas tree, and that's super cute too. Um, that one hasn't sold yet, but I have had a lot of people looking at it. Um, they just can't figure out how to get it out of the birdcage. <laughs> you just slide the bottom of the birdcage open, and it comes right out. Yeah, I figured that out. A lot of people couldn't figure that out. They're like, how did they get this in there? It doesn't fit through the little birdie door. I'm like, well, you got to slide the bottom out. They're like, oh, I'm like, yeah. okay. There's always interesting ways to display things. And I thought, you know, that birdcage is empty. It needs a Christmas tree Volkswagen in it. There you go. And that's what I love about Junkers is that we see outside the box. Absolutely. I love that you guys have such a vision 
of all these really cool different things. Another thing that I love in your space right now are the little salt and pepper shakers and the little apothecary. Oh, I sounded like I had an accent there. Apothecary. Apothecary bottle. You put little um, sprinkles in the bottom of them. What do you call them? Glitter. Yeah, we call them we call them snow globe salt and peppers. So cute. And then they have the little um, bottle brush trees in them, and those are great gifts for teachers, for friends, for anybody. They're adorable. Yeah, they're just a little. You can add them to any Christmas scene, and we sell those for twelve dollars. Out on all of our adventures collecting trucks, we also collect salt and pepper shakers to fill them up. So you do that all year round. We do. So all these cute little Christmas things um, in your booth are adorable, but you also have a lot of large furniture as well. The other day, you brought in that big, huge cabinet with all the little cubbies in it. We did. It's like an old hardware store cubby. That is really cute as well. Not just smalls in your booth, you also have some larges as well. This time of year, we sell a lot of smalls because it's Christmas time, but don't get me wrong, we're selling a lot of furniture as well. So thank you for bringing in all the incredible pieces that you're bringing in. I love all of them. You're welcome. (laughs) We love bringing in fun stuff. Last week I was asked to be on a TV show called The List. They have a TV show and a YouTube And so at the last minute, I noticed I didn't have some boxes for shiny bright ornaments. I had the shiny brights, but I didn't have the box. So I called Angie and she's like, oh yeah, I have some boxes. So I ran over to her house and I haven't been to her house for a while, but I walked in and I'm like, oh my gosh, there was Jenna on the computer working away. You were doing stuff in this little room to the left. I think your son was eating breakfast. Everybody was doing their own little thing around there. And I thought to myself, wow, they have a whole little business going on, not just here at Everything Goes, not just on the road, but you also have a website. We do, we do. We sell our merchandise, like our t-shirts, our stickers. And this time of year is the only time of year we sell anything vintage on our website. We put our Christmas tree trucks up because so many people ask about them. And we've been through all of our major fall shows. So now we took all of the trucks that are left, which are still adorable. Right. And we have a handful and everything goes. And then we put a bunch for sale on our website. So tell us, what is the name of your website? It's RustySaturday.com. And they could find you RustySaturday.com on Instagram as well. Yes. Do you have an Etsy? We have an Etsy. We don't have a ton of merchandise on there, but we do have it. Okay. So Facebook? We have Facebook and your website yeah so anything anybody can just put rustysaturday.com and everything should come up pretty much there's links to all of our social media on there we're most active on instagram and you can find our next upcoming shows at the top of our instagram feed and anything we have going on so you have somebody that does all of that as well is that jenna's job no, it's my job. Oh, it's your job. Okay. You each have your own little job. So We do. We do. I know. On my Instagram, everything goes AZ. I am constantly posting different things from all our vendors. We have over 30 vendors here. So I'm posting every single day. I'm not as good on the stories as some people. I try. Um, I also have an Instagram for it doesn't just appear because none of this stuff just appears, right? Right. I mean, you guys do a fabulous job out and about looking for stuff. I just love it how many times people come in here and they're like, where did you get this? Where did you get that? Oh my gosh, I love that. I can do that. Well, it doesn't just appear. And it is, it's a lot of work. It is a lot of work, but we enjoy it. So they always say, if you love what you do, then it isn't a big job. Right. 
we just had an ambulance go by. I don't know if you guys heard that, but if you did, that's sorry. We are at the shop right now. Well, if you notice, my fingernails are almost painted today. Usually they're not, but because I had to be on the TV show the other day, um, I had to paint them. So normally I always tell people my hands look like this from out picking because that's a it's a tough job out there picking. I mean, you just don't find these old trucks like you guys have found over the years you don't find those every single day you have to go through stuff and pull stuff in and out and knock on people's doors do you guys ever knock on people's doors uh, we don't really cold call anybody like because we saw great junk in their yard because that just doesn't seem to turn out well right but it, you know if we have a lead or if somebody tells us hey i have this friend you know sometimes we will make a friend at the swap meet and they're like hey i've got this other friend who has a whole yard full of stuff do you want to go look at it Heck then we're, yeah. yeah we're all about it we're like yeah give us the address we'll be over this afternoon let me see your fingernails angie oh well they look better than mine I don't know. You've got half paint on yours. I have no paint. <laughs> well, thank you, Angie, for stopping by today. Thank you. You had to wake up early to meet me here. Uh, it wasn't too early. And hopefully you have some stuff in your truck. Um, I've got some leftovers in my truck from the last time I was here, but I definitely got to do some fluffing. Okay. Angie and I are going to fluff and open the store. So thank you again for listening. And I'm really hoping that this new mic is going to work better. If you guys like this podcast, please tell your friends. You could share it on your Instagram or your Facebook or just let your friends know. It's called It Doesn't Just Appear. And on that note, happy pickings. Mm -hmm.